Welcome. Today is Tuesday. It's June 20th, 2023. My name is Jeremy. That's my first cup. Oh, I hope you were all well. I hope you slept well. I hope you had a productive and joyful Monday. I hope you're looking forward to an even better Tuesday. I hope you checked out Yesterday's episode of Martial Arts Radio, since they are in hoops, and I hope that you loved it. I want to say good morning to everybody who's here. Good morning to at least those of you who have chimed in in the chat. Brian and Jenny and Frank and Dennis and Nathan. I hope you're all well. And I hope the rest of you out there are well. I truly do. I don't know if you can hear the birds. They are quite loud this morning. They're just they're, they're screaming away. I was up. The last thing I did before I went to bed last night was I realized that the hummingbird feeder was almost out of food. So I mixed up some more and fortunately found a way to do it that required far less work and far less waiting time, far less hot water. So I was able to put it right out because the way I used to do it, just mixing the sugar with hot water and letting it cool took a long time for it to cool enough to put out there because I don't want to burn their little mouths, tongues. I guess it would be a tongue. I don't want to burden a little tongue. But put that out, went to bed, slept great, and here we are today. I'm back. Yesterday was a big meeting day, lots of meetings for me. They all went well. Stayed, I don't want to say really late at work. I was there until five. For me, that's a little late. But got some good work done and looking forward to doing more of the same today. Frank says it's going to be rainy and yucky here in Cincinnati, so I'm spending time in front of my happy light. Uh, Frank has a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a blue light. It's similar to the one that I have that I keep on my desk that honestly, I should probably bring to work because I'm to work, right? To my office. Having multiple offices is now, now I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking, what about, what are all the other things I haven't brought into the office? Well, good morning to you, Stacy. What else did I do yesterday? No, that was about it. I had aimed to go to bed really early. Had a, a coaching call last night at seven and still didn't make it to bed until nine. It's okay. It was a good evening. Hung out, relaxed. It's what I needed. Uh, for, oh, oh, oh. Frank says his his light is a Verilux. The premise being, for those of you who don't know about such things, is that if you expose yourself to blue light early in the morning, 
It can help you wake up. It can help you feel happier. It can help you combat seasonal affective disorder, et cetera. I have one on my desk. And now that I'm getting outside more and more, it's not an issue. But through the winter, I'll often run it doing during some of my first work of the day. Which means I really should put it in the office. Stacy says, I think Fairlux is from Vermont. That I am unaware of. Maybe somebody can verify that. That would be neat. For those of us who live in Vermont, the rest of you probably won't find any interest in that. But, uh, you know, Vermont is just so small that we have a tremendous amount of pride on anything. Basically, anything that, that grows beyond the local stage, we have a lot of pride because, let's face it, there's 630,000 people here. You don't know everyone, but you get pretty close. Frank says, yes, it is from Vermont. Oh, fascinating. I don't know that we do that manufacturing here. The company's probably based here, but I don't think we have that kind of manufacturing capacity in Vermont. Not that we couldn't, but I just, I'm unaware of a factory that does that sort of work. Could be wrong. Waitsfield, they're based in Waitsfield. Yeah, there's definitely no... There's definitely no LED manufacturing happening in Waitsfield. If you can't tell, I'm, I'm driving around Waitsfield thinking of places. Because Waitsfield is two town, well, technically one town over from where I live. No, I'm unaware of any manufacturing plant that would do that. What are you up to today? I am doing a recording with someone that uh, actually many of you really like and someone who's been on the show, someone I think very highly of. And so Andrew and I, uh, I think I've talked about this. There's a new piece of software that we're trying that will make the quality of recordings better for the show, for Martial Arts Radio. And there are also a ton of features in there for post-production that we may or may not use. But I wanted the Andrew and I did enough testing with it, it made sense to test it with someone else. And so I said, who should we test with? And he said, you know, what about this person? And I said, that's a great idea. So I am recording with that person this morning at nine. I don't even know what we're recording about. We might not even have a topic. We might just go. We used to do episodes like that. We called them conversations. Did, did a few conversations episodes. I think a couple of them were in the car. Even. So I'm looking forward to that. After that, I have a, how do I want to refer to that appointment with Irvin? Irvin started his career as a structural integrator. I've known him for a very long time. He is uh, someone I look up to very, very much. A lot of skill and awareness with the body. And I got some shoulder stuff. And uh, to be honest, struggling to find a massage therapist that can take instruction. So, uh, hey, Irvin, I need you to fix this and this. I know what needs to be done. I just don't have enough hands. So I have an appointment with him running through my day. Then I've got some, some work sort of things. I have a meeting this evening with uh, Corey, who's helping me open the martial arts school. I got, I got kicked a little bit. The, um, 
temporarily, I'm going to run it through Whistlekick just for the sake of simplicity. And the insurance company told me that my umbrella policy won't cover teaching martial arts classes. Like, oh, okay. Which is interesting because we've gotten certificates of insurance before under that policy to cover martial arts events where we teach martial arts. So that's fascinating to me. Who knows? Frank went to the park yesterday and Stacy said, Mad River Park, if that helps. Yeah, that's where I, I figured they were over there. Mad River Park is not really a park. It's an industrial park, which I guess is a park. But in, for probably two years, the last place that did all the whistle kick apparel before we went to Printful was over there. That's kind of fun. And the place that did the pants, the, uh, the Cloud Nine pants, everyone's favorite sweatpants. Same place. If only we could get more stock of those. It's a shame. Uh, and then I'm going to try to get out to the gym. So I'm in need of some lifting of weight. And then I have three meetings tonight. Well, two. Uh, I may not show up to the awards meeting. We'll see. I don't think you guys need me anymore. And then I will go to bed. It'll be a late night. That's okay. No, I'm not super late. So, I would love you all to chime in with what you're doing today. That would make me happy. Feel free to let me know. I could easily go back to bed. Sleepy. I got to cut my hair for the... I have to cut my hair before the podcast. Um, I feel like there's something I'm missing out. Or I'm, I'm forgetting. Am I forgetting something? You can tell me. Is there know that I'm forgetting something? I don't know why I'm, look, I'm looking outside and around my house as if I'm going to find it. Is it over there on the, next to the TV? No, there's nothing over there next to the TV that tells me I'm missing something. There isn't even anything next to the TV. Dennis is making a rare drive into the office. Good luck. I guess we'll move on. If I think of it, I'll let you know. If I don't, I suppose I won't. We do have three quotes today, courtesy of Frank, from Colin Powell, a name many of you likely know. Thank you to Frank for all that you do. Thank you to Josh for our theme song and to Denise for the audio. Stacy says that she's running a meeting for awards tonight, going to PT during the day. Good luck to you on both fronts. All right, here we go. There are Colin Powell quotes. The most important thing I learned is that soldiers watch what their leaders do. You can give them classes and lecture them forever, but it is your personal example they will follow. This is the most important thing about leadership. It is the place that so many martial arts schools fall down. It 
It's not exemplifying that which they want the students to hear and do. You have to practice all the time. They don't practice. Don't be afraid to show your form to other people, and yet they never demonstrate their forms. It's important that you are, insert physical attribute here, and they are not that themselves. People do not respect the wishes of a hypocrite. This is where some people fall back and say, do what I say, not what I do. Why not? If it's not important enough for you to do it, why do you want other people to do it? Or if it's important enough for them to do it, why did you stop doing it? That is the case. And Frank is absolutely right. He says a lot of leaders in general don't do that, not just in martial arts. This is true. Of course, I, I focus on the martial arts part because of this show. Jenny says, I have a few ex-bosses who need to hear this quote. She said, there's a big difference between a boss and a leader, by the way. Yes, there absolutely is. Most, most people who think they are leaders are not. They are bosses. I had a conversation during my coaching call last night talking to my coach about leadership and some things that I'm starting to figure out, ways that I'm getting better. Takes a lot of work. Hmm. A lot of work. And it's also one of the easiest ways, simplest ways to become a leader. To demonstrate that which you want other people to do. The way you act gives permission to those around you to act in that, excuse me, to act in that way. For good or for bad. To lead means to go first, to be in front. To go first is to do the difficult things before anyone else even when it seems like a poor decision, right? We think through history of various times where there was uh, difficult social transitions. There were people who were leaders. They did things that were uncommon or rare, or maybe even they were the, might have been the first people to do them. And we call them leaders because they led the way. They did something first. The children's game, follow the leader. Hmm. See, this is all built in. But somehow we, as a society, have convinced ourselves that leadership is something that comes from credentials and positions of power from a title on a business card or a name on the door or a certain following online. People can follow you without you leading them. It takes very little to have someone follow you with their eyes, but are they following you in their actions? 
in their hearts. If you ask them to do things, do they do them? Leadership is not a role that I was born for. I am not a born leader. I struggle as a leader. I think that that gives me a different perspective because I'm, I'm constantly working on my leadership skills. How do I need to show up today? How do I need to be with this person or the team or however? What does leadership mean to me? For me, it's really simple. There's a mission and I need to inspire and demonstrate and direct those who are participating in that mission in such a way that collectively we achieve more. A military leader could send their soldiers out to battle and without structure and they, you know, some things would happen, but when they are organized, things go much better. Frank says there is formal authority and there is moral authority. There's overlap between authority and leadership, but they're not the same. See, this is kind of like respect. We've talked about this before a bit on martial arts radio. In fact, I think we even did a whole episode on it. The idea that you can't make someone respect you. You can't make someone respect someone else. You can make them act as if they respect someone. But respect is, is a feeling. It is a perspective, a perception. You can't force that. You could try to convince someone of it. But for example, if you don't respect me, I can't make you respect me by, I don't know, hitting you. I can make you in the martial arts context. Um, I could force you to bow to me or use a certain title, but you don't have to mean it. Some of the best leaders that I can think of in the martial arts are people who were very quiet, very humble. They practiced all the time. They were vulnerable in that they were honest. I'm working on this. I'm having a hard time with that. I want to get better at this. You saw progression from where you were to where they are but they were still human. They didn't walk around with their thumbs in their belt saying, I know everything. I'm just not gonna show you. Let's see what the next one is. Don't just count your days, make your days count. Here's a question, a bit morbid of a question, but I think it's the cleanest way to ask it. If you fell over right now and you looked back over your days, would you be happy with how you lived them? 
Did you make them count? I think quite often we're waiting. We're waiting too long. We wait for the perfect setup. We see this happen with new students. If we ask them to spar, you know, they're looking for the perfect opening. Or I've seen people preparing to break and they're they're just fidgeting, looking for the perfect distance and angle and you know, not not throwing a technique in either case. And the truth is there is no perfect, right? Eventually you just gotta go with it. The progression as you get better with sparring or breaking or so many other things is that the window that you have in which you can throw your techniques is significantly wider. As you get better at living life, you get better at pulling a bad day or a moderate day into a good day or even a great day. This is something I've been working on a lot. I went through a phase where I slept really well every night. But it also meant I missed opportunities. Nobody lays on their deathbed and says, man, I'm glad I got a lot of sleep. But you got to get enough sleep to get there. Tommy says, I had fun at least. Dennis says, I need a new seminar belt with built-in thumb holders, warmers. Maybe Qatar will make that for you. That's funny. Stacy says, in, on breaking, there's no perfect way, but there is definitely a wrong way. Yeah. I wish more people would take the lesson that we drill in so cleanly in martial arts that you just got to do something. You just got to move. It's okay to not be good at something and just get better. We've talked a lot about being uncomfortable on this show the last probably month, maybe more. You, you're not going to have real growth without discomfort. And the more I look at the things that I'm progressing with, the more I realize that the places where I am uncomfortable are the places where the real growth is happening. I still go in and shoot at the range every month, month and a half or so with a lesson. I'm still getting better, but I'm not getting nearly as good from time to time as I did the first couple times when I was really uncomfortable. There are plenty of other things I could go do and get better at. 
some of them would make me really uncomfortable. What's an example of one? I've thought about rock climbing. That's something I'm kind of interested in, something I've done a little bit of. I would be very uncomfortable, even though I've done it, even though I'm in good physical shape. Different environment. I don't really know how all the gear works. I'd be uncomfortable, which is why it's been on a list of things that I want to do. I think we need to do a better job of creating discomfort for ourselves. And if we teach for our students, we tend to create settings where they're uncomfortable initially, and then they become very comfortable. Let's make them uncomfortable in a healthy way, in a safe way. What's our last one here? You can't make someone else's choices. You shouldn't let someone else make yours. There are people out there, a lot of people out there who make choices simply because someone else told them to. And they think you should make the same choice because of that authority figure. And you might think I'm talking about a specific subject. I'm not, this is everything. You know, the first place that I saw this happening that I was able to kind of recognize it and say, this is a little silly was at the height of Oprah Winfrey's career. And the cleanest example from that is her book club. How many people, mostly women, but not entirely, went out and bought whatever book was the Oprah book club book that month? A lot of people. Now you might say, hey, you know, there's, there's, uh, I tend to like the books that Oprah recommends. I don't even know if personally she was recommending them. I tend to like these books. And so the next one is out and I'll buy this book. Sure. But the first time you did it, you did it because Oprah told you to. And there were plenty of other things that happened back then that gave her a lot of power. And we can look around and we can see plenty of examples of this. And I've worked really hard to make sure that the things that I suggest you to do or ask you to do or think honestly that you should do, that you recognize in every single case, I'm not telling you you have to, I want you to consider it. I want you to think about it. I want you to think about why you do this or that or don't do this or that. The goal of martial arts radio has only ever been to make you think. If the goal was to create an 
army of, of drones that did whatever I asked. Um, first, I have a hard time even forming that sentence sarcastically. But it would have been a different kind of show. Make your own decisions. And it's ironic in a sense, isn't it, that this quote comes from a military leader where we are, as non-military, conditioned to believe that soldiers don't think for themselves. And maybe some of the, uh, maybe some of the lower levels, lower ranks, are discouraged from thinking from this for themselves but that doesn't last long how do we handle it in martial arts generally it's do it this way you'll understand soon a better school will give some uh, additional explanation but you have to figure out the system you have to understand how things work through the repetition before you can ask questions and make your own decisions within the system how do you act within a system until you know how it works? How do you create art with a certain medium if you don't know how it works? You're not going to write Spanish poetry if you don't know how to speak Spanish. And it's okay. But one of the things I've learned as I have gone deeper as an entrepreneur is that there are actually some really interesting examples throughout history of military leaders either bending the system, finding loopholes in it, or outright breaking it because the system needed to be broken. I think a lot of the work that we do at Whistlekick is bending and loopholes, but I also have no problem breaking anything. If it needs to be broken, it will be broken. There are things that will come out when I open the school, finally, whenever that will be. The date that we picked is a month out. Uh, it's feeling a little too soon. I don't know if that's going to happen, but we'll try. There are things that you'll see that I'm doing differently, very differently. Might ruff, ruffle some feathers. Good. We've talked on martial arts radio about rank and how I think there's an evolution of rank coming. I was talking to somebody else, I was talking to somebody yesterday and they didn't even know it. We have not talked about this, but they're making some similar changes to the way they handle rank that are very much along the lines of what I'm going to do with rank. A bit unconventional, but I look forward to it. Tommy says, every choice has consequence. 
Whether you want those consequences to be good or bad, it's up to us. He says, ruffle them, brother. Thank you. Why am I opening a school to lead? To show the industry there are things that can be done differently that will still be successful, even more successful. To test a variety of theories I have. To help people. Thanks for coming by. This was a good show. Thank you to everyone who participated. Thank you to everyone who supports Whistlekick in all the variety of ways that one might support. Sharing things with other people being the, the biggest thing I can ask for. Help us grow in the martial arts world by telling people about things. You know, right now, the biggest thing you can tell people about is Marshall Summit. When I, over the weekend, I was telling a few people about what we're doing and, and what this event looks like. And they're just going, what? You're doing this in New England? Yes. Everyone needs to be there. We, we need, the more people we have, the more we grow. And I don't just mean the more people Whistlekick has, the more Whistlekick grows. The more people Whistlekick brings into this event, the more the martial arts industry grows. So please come. Please bring people. And please have a great day. I appreciate each and every one of you, and I will see you back here tomorrow. Take care. I'll see you then. Peace.